Well, we started off the show chatting with the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. They are very pleased that the BC government has taken action to support the industry and they are temporarily authorizing the expansion of service areas, areas such as patios, to support physical distancing. Businesses can log on, they apply online, and it's promising to be a pretty speedy bit of work. Not the red tape we've certainly seen in the past, but... The businesses will also have to get approval in their city or municipality. We were chatting with Kennedy Stewart as well, the mayor of Vancouver. They're not going to be able to apply in the city of Vancouver until June 1st. And some are saying, well, you knew this was coming. Why couldn't this happen quicker? Let's bring in Sarah Kirby-Young, a Vancouver City Councillor with the NPA. She's joining us on the line now. Councillor, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Jill. Good afternoon. Uh, what's your response? I know this is something that uh, you've brought this motion forward to council uh, for council to consider. What's your response to what we're seeing uh, from the province today? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm really pleased the province is stepping up and they are streamlining regulations. They are removing duplication between the province and the city, and they are getting out of the way and putting the ball in the city's court, so to speak, that we can move forward. So, um, I think that city of Vancouver needs to take their lead and move as quickly as we can. We know that we lost valuable weeks of time. I had hoped that this motion would be heard at the end of April, um, but the mayor delayed it by two weeks and called notice on it. And so we did approve this back May 13th. And right now I'm hearing from restaurants that weeks matter and days matter. So people are nervous in the industry about having to wait to June 1st to even apply. And I mean, when it comes right down to it, we're talking about businesses being able to expand outside and to expand into places where they haven't been allowed in the past. So is the concern that suddenly pedestrians aren't going to be able to walk on the sidewalks because they're going to be covered in tables and chairs? Or, or what, do you, what do you think is the biggest concern that, that would be uh, rather than just saying, okay, do it? I think the biggest concern is Honestly, it's a cultural shift for the city to sort of take the approach that, you know, great is the enemy of good here. And we're not trying to make this perfect. We're trying to get it um, going for the majority of people. And it's as simple in some cases uh, for a couple of cafes of taking a couple of bistro tables and chairs outside. It's trying to be more simple versus building out what the city calls a traditional streetery, which requires, you know, construction, um, you know, and build and, and, and sort of, you know, delineation with, with railing is can we have some tables and chairs, furniture that the restaurants had inside and put stanchions up, for example. So it's temporary, it's quicker, it's less costly for the restaurant to open and it's, and it's faster for them to get that set up. Everybody um, understands and is going to accommodate for accessibility. That's really important. I think it's more around being very flexible with our processes and dealing with issues when they arise as opposed to trying to anticipate every issue before we get started. Have it more complaint-driven, that if something happens and it's clearly not working and a complaint comes in, then it could be dealt with then? Yeah, absolutely. In my mind, I mean, I think that that's really what I'm hearing from members of the public and it's what I'm hearing from the restaurateurs. I'm hearing from some of them that, look, if I can't do a patio, I'm not going to make it. Um, and if I don't know soon, if I have a patio, it impacts my opening decision. I don't even know if it's worth me reopening. So, that, you know, those are very real time pressures. We only have so many sunny days here in Vancouver where we can sit outside. Um, and they're ticking down. And, uh, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. A week is a lifetime um, in, 
in a restaurant, right, in terms of their profitability and their ability to pay the bills. They're really struggling right now. Are you hearing any concerns, and I would imagine it would be in some neighbourhoods over others, about residential neighbourhoods, whether there are restaurants, any concerns from residents who are worried that this is going to lead to a lot of noise? No, I, I think I had one email uh, from an individual um, resident um, that was con- expressed that concern, and I've had just an overwhelming number that have been positive. I think there's huge support for this across the city. I think people love those little neighborhood restaurants, and they want to keep them in their communities. Uh, so June 1st for the city, the first day for the city, uh, when the mayor was on the show earlier today, uh, he, he couldn't rule out the idea that it, there might be a fee attached to getting the temporary approval for this. Uh, what do you think about the fact that, I know on a provincial level there isn't one, but that there could be a city fee? Well, you know, again, keep it keep it really simple. If it, there has to be a fee, make it a small one and make it as cost effective as possible. I use the example of just allowing a restaurant to set up tables outside and stanchions and see how that works. Um, you know, try out the space. See if it's going to be workable before you um, force a restaurant to invest in more of a permanent type of structure that takes longer to build, what we call a traditional streetery. So I, I think that, you know, cost really has to be proportionate with that, we do already have um, these staff on board. And uh, you know, I asked the question of what is the cost? I think it's easier for city to keep the fees really low, um, maybe waive them if we, you know, there isn't any out-of-pocket cost for the city, because what is the cost of losing those businesses, not just to the fabric of our communities, but also to the tax base of the city? So we're all in this together. Um, you know, our success is interlinked. And, and so I, I think we have to look at what's the bigger cost versus just you know, what fee can we charge a business? That's not what it should be about. Uh, we, we've been focusing a lot on restaurants and pubs. Would this be for any type of business? I mean, even if, say, you had a clothing store where the clothes are really close together inside, that you could move some of the merchandise outside? Yeah, absolutely. That is part of the dialogue around public space. There's this motion that I brought specifically on, on patios, and um, I know my counselor, fellow counselor, Lisa Dominato, has one on the use of public space. But um, and that includes roadways, et cetera. But it's also the ability for people to be able to have displays outside. And so that if you have small shops and people have small footprints because the leases are so high in Vancouver, that they'd be able to put some displays up there so they're not having you know customers crowd into a smaller space. And again, people feel more comfortable being outdoors right now. It's it's a healthy, safer option where you've got access to sunlight and fresh air. <laughs> I know you're also going to be talking at Council about liquor consumption in parks and beaches. And there's some uh, multi-jurisdictional issues there between the city and the park board. Um, it's something that anybody who's been in the parks and the beaches knows is already happening. Uh, Vancouver police have said they've not noticed an uptick in, in problems. They don't really even keep numbers on tickets issued, but it doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, it seems like the motion coming to council is very uh, complicated as well, as far as looking at where garbage cans are, looking at specific places. Do you think there's a way to keep that one simple as well or try to get some quick uh, action on that? Well, I mean, I, I am a former park board commissioner and chair, and, you know, I, I'm pretty well versed in this issue. It does fall squarely under park board jurisdiction. They have the ability to do it now, um, but it's happening. And again, I ask the question, if you look at next this next week's council agenda, it's basically booze, 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 liquor, 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 right? Um, three different motions. And I'm like, is that the biggest issue that we have to solve um, in the city right now? Um, and my answer would be no. And if, you know, the police are turning a blind eye, in parks and beaches, and the majority of people are doing it responsibly, how much time and effort do we need to spend on that? Should it even be on the council agenda? Because it's park board jurisdiction to drink at parks and beaches. You know, let them do their job. That's what they're there for. And, you know, let's focus at council on the recovery of our small business.
All right. Uh, sounds good. Councillor uh, Kirby Young, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Jill. All right. Sarah Kirby Young.